Warning. While Stephanie Meyer may have written Twilight for children and young adults, Twilight, a literary podcast, contains adult content. If that kind of stuff isn't your speed, feel free to stop here. Everyone else, please sit back and enjoy our explicit podcast. Your electric glow is all I feel. Well, hello, guys. We got a little special treat for you this week as we are chatting with friend of the show, the lovely author, Ariel Dawn. How are you doing, Ariel? Great. How are you? Oh, we're, we're doing great. awesome. Just enjoying our morning. Yep. Walked to a donut shop. We did. That was fun. Yeah. Exciting times here. <laughs> Ooh, donuts. Uh, I know. <laughs> well, it's this, this like, apparent, we live, like, down the street from this, like, famous donut shop in town, and we had no clue, and everyone's like, oh, you're right next to this place. And we're like, we are? And so we finally went, because everyone was telling us we should have been going. This was, I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, it was good. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, we're here chatting with you, um... Because, well, you've had a pretty big year. Yeah. Uh, you're doing a, yes. quite a bit of writing there. so uh, It's been insane. Um, I think since the last time I talked to you guys, uh, my second book, In the Blood, was uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that was like, I think, December it came out. And um, it was only out for about two weeks. Um, I got picked up by my publisher. Wow. And, That's uh, so, so we re-released... We re-released in the cards and in the blood in January, uh, the beginning of this year, January first, and it has been quite a wild ride. There are now four books available in the Forevermore series. Uh, the fifth one is coming out hopefully soon. Nice. Um, there will be seven, seven total, total, and I've also co-written a series. Um, so it's been it's been wild. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that's so cool. What's the uh, publisher? Um, my publisher is Naughty Nights Press. Ooh, I like that name. She's a, a small house publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, she's amazing. Uh, I've basically she's helped me build everything from the bottom up. I didn't even have a newsletter when I wrote in the cards, which was in an anthology of hers. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she's been with me from the very beginning. So it was, it's a great partnership. Well, that's, that's awesome. Super awesome. Congrats. Yeah. So uh, you kind of listed it out, but I just wanted to get uh, a quick rundown for, for us and our audience it's of all the, the work you're doing, because I know you you have now a spinoff of, of In the Blood and an anthology that both just come out. So if you could just quickly yes. like explain like what's the Nevermore series and then the spinoff and, and kind of all the work you've been doing now. I keep I've written never I've been that's writing it. notes. I keep saying nevermore. I think I, that's an actual book. Well, it's from Edgar Allan. It's from The Raven. Okay, it's okay. The, the Edgar Allan Poe Nevermore. You will love you will love the Forevermore series then. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Edgar Allan Poe because there's a lot of I, I I like I tend to put a lot of pop culture references in my books. Mm-hmm. It's just who I am. Um, but my Forevermore series is actually um, it's a paranormal romance series. Um, so it is an adult series, but it kind of is in the middle range with stuff there. So, um, there's some books in it because it is a genre blended series. So it's not just one, um, they're all interconnected standalones. So I have in the cards, which is paranormal romance. I have the second book in the blood, um, which is a urban fantasy vampire romance. And then books three and four 
follow characters from the first book and it is a historical romance that goes back in time takes place in the 1920s speakeasies oh you're speaking her language right now (laughs) and actually the the fifth book that is coming out because all the all the characters are intertwined. So mm-hmm. it's all interconnected standalones, but they all appear in the books. So you can read them as standalones or you could read them as a series. Um, but the fifth book that's coming out um, follows the vampire Cassius from In the Blood and uh, the villain from In the Blood, uh, Eden. And so it is a book that is told from two vampire point of views. Cool. So that will be fun. That's awesome. That's I can't pretty. wait for people to read that one. It is so good. Yeah, you, you, you. Uh, when we we're chatting, you explained that to me. Uh, that concept. How, how did you come up? How did you decide on doing it that way? I, I find that really interesting. Um. So the way that Forevermore works is in the cards focuses on Ember and Derek. We have in the blood that focuses on Cassius and Ava, and Eden is the villain there. And I just felt like she was such an interesting character because I read so many, I read a lot of vampire romance and vampire novels in general. And I just feel like the villain is always some like overly brooding dark dude. Yeah. And Eden is psychotic. She is like, (laughs) she is just such a fun villain to write. And I really wanted, I was approaching the idea when I was going to write in the garden, which is her and Cassius's like backstory um, from In the Blood, and I approached it with the idea that people kind of tend to love or hate Eden just because of who she is, mm-hmm. and I really wanted the reader to empathize with her and sympathize with her, so that you feel for this villain and you're like, oh, like I hate her, but why do <laughs> I like her right now? Um, so that's kind of where I was thinking with, um, within the garden. So that comes out, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed for next year. Awesome. Um, to kind of jump back on what you were saying, I have a spinoff series. So Ava and Cassius are very popular. Okay. And I'm mm-hmm. very happy about that because I adore them and I love writing them and they are like seriously my favorite couple to write. So I went back because In the Blood takes place. They've known each other for seven years at that point. Um, so Blood and Bones is the first book in their spinoff series, which is Ava Crowley, Vampire Slayer. Um, and it revisits the moment that their lives changed where he bites her and saves her life and how it affects the both of them. And we get both of their point of views, which I was so excited to write. Yeah, I love and it's that. actually Blood and Bones is available in Immortal Legacies, which just came out this past week. That's so. right. So that's that's the anthology you're part of. Uh, that mm-hmm. just came out on yes. the uh, 9th, I believe. And and Blood and Bones, you released uh, on October 19th, correct? I did, That's yes. It birthday. actually got pushed up. Uh, I mean, <laughs> That's why I remembered it. <laughs> so it was supposed to come out uh, this month, but uh, we had a lot of interest, so we pushed it up. That's awesome. I That's mean, congrats to you. Cool. It seems yeah. like you're just writing your butt off lately. And so pleased. Someone who can barely... I don't know how I'm doing it, man. <laughs> hey, I barely get our like summary uh, uh, of the twilight chapters out every week i don't know how you're writing like whole books that's i don't know either it's just kind of crazy i have like 15 releases for next year and that's not continuing like series continuations so that's amazing that's wild (laughs) incredible just stephen king in it over here just just banging them out that's awesome i also write um urban fantasy and i have dabbled a little bit now in reverse harem so that's been fun interesting um and i actually am 
launching a pen name, another pen name next year, um, which I will be writing Young Adult Paranormal. Nice. Oh, and, awesome. And fantasy and uh, and rom-com and cozy mystery. So. Oh, I love that. We'll definitely have to have you on again and talk about all that because that sounds awesome. Yes. We're obviously big young adult fans yeah. here. I'm in the process of writing my first young adult book. Um, it's called Spellbound, and it's going to be out in an anthology coming out in June of next year. So, and it's it's a little different. Um, we have our protagonist who is a witch. Um, there are vampires and and things like that in the series, uh, but it's in tune with what I write. It's mm-hmm. it's flipping the tropes. It's you know doing something a little bit different. So mm-hmm. awesome, and it's a little bit more. I kind of describe it as if Twilight and Harry Potter had a love child. Ooh, like okay. so, you have the academy stuff, but you still have like some vampire stuff. You got some magic stuff. Um, it's fun. I mean, so, right up our alleys. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, for sure, for I love sure. that. Yeah. Super neat. Uh, did you want to? Oh yeah, you you mentioned something about tropes. I've been really going down a real deep rabbit hole um, into like enemies to lovers. That kind oh, of thing. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, are there any tropes that you particularly, like, try to avoid or that you really so, enjoy or how does that? I guess what I try to avoid, um, I don't particularly like female main characters um, who are kind of, you know, like, ditzy mm. or, like, innocent or, like, oh, I have fallen into this world. What <laughs> shall I do? Even though I love Bella. Like, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. it was, like, mm-hmm. It's like, uh, why do you so keep I tripping kind of and been... almost dying, Bella? Like, just just stop <laughs> tripping on things. Yes. Uh, so I kind of I kind of try to avoid that. I prefer to write female characters and read female characters like Buffy, mm. Xena, right. mm-hmm. like, you know girls who or women who are you know tough and can handle themselves but they're also very flawed mm-hmm. yeah um i'm drawn to that so uh i'm kind of vaguely into enemies to lovers i i can be either way with it because sometimes it's done really well and then other times i'm just like okay you just need to get together and get you know get it over with <laughs> yeah, yeah um but my favorite trope is probably I love friends to lovers okay mm-hmm. that makes an appearance in lots of my books so <laughs> I love like you know the that slow burn uh-huh. like sometimes oh, like yeah. you know mm-hmm. they like in, in the blood Ava and Cassius have been in each other's lives for seven years, mm-hmm. uh, and they are fighting like an actual blood bond. So they obviously have a thing for each other, but it's you know Ava's a slayer, he's a vampire. It's no, 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 you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's classic that's Romeo something. and Juliet yeah. stuff. <laughs> Yep. I love that. Yeah, and and it's so much better because Ava is just so mouthy and so mm-hmm. like tough, mm-hmm. and I love Cassius that. Too. Is just like a sweet cinnamon roll. Like he is just the <laughs> sweetest. That sounds like a dream couple. I mean, that is. I mean, that's yeah. That's kind of us. <laughs> just a squishy cinnamon roll. And boy. that's that too is is why I love writing Ava at Cassius mm-hmm. because normally I feel like when you read a lot of vampire romance. You have your vampire is like tall, dark, and brooding, right. and your mm-hmm, female mm-hmm. is like you know fallen into the world, and it's it's completely different. Um, I flipped it. I I wrote the vampire story I wanted to read. Yeah, basically. No, that's how. And I mean, that's how you should do. Glad it. other people want to read it too. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> same. Uh, oh. Sorry, dog got mad at her cat. 
So, so you kind of mentioned, but um, kind of going on that trope thing with with Twilight is, you know, which is kind of the penultimate, at least in pop culture, the like vampire yes. story that everything kind of comes from. Now, do you are you conscious of like the big stories like that when you write, like either trying to avoid doing that or trying to avoid like comparisons or like doing the same thing or like you're trying to change it because you don't like some of that stuff. I mean, you kind of mentioned with the brooding lover and like ditzy uh, female protagonist, but is there any more of that kind of thing with Twilight specifically? Um, so actually I, and I will tell people this and I, I, you know, post about it and stuff when I'm doing my marketing and things too. Mm -hmm. In the blood essentially itself was inspired by Twilight. So there is a line, I think, I can't remember which book it's in, um, but it's like where he basically says like, well, what if I'm the bad guy? Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to flip that and be like, well, what if he was the good guy? What if the vampire was the hero instead mm -hmm. of, you know, the villain type mm -hmm. thing? Um, so I definitely, there's lots of references, um, like I said, pop culture references in my books. So I have a couple like, you know, Twilight references mm -hmm. here and there, but absolutely. I'm always conscious of like what is out there and what, you know, is normal or, you know, what the tropes and that particular genre. Um, when I wrote in the blood, I actually pulled a lot of people. I went online I asked people who read vampire romance. I read people who, um, you know, didn't normally like the genre. What don't they like about it? Like, I went out and I researched, like, literally every angle I could to find what people wanted to read. And what I got was a lot of people were like, I don't want to read any more tall, dark, and brooding vampires yeah. who are possessed. <laughs> and I was like, okay, then I won't write that. <laughs> That's really so smart. So I definitely mm -hmm. try to, you know, try to pay attention to that kind of stuff. Um and what I got was somebody, I think somebody even said, I think it was one of my friends, um, I would be really interested in a vampire who used technology. And I was like, okay, Cassius is a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I do, you know, I to do be alive that. for all these years Urban. and have seen all the technology and, and them embrace it and not necessarily, like, you know, push it away, so. Right, yeah, because that makes sense. Like, they would, you know, just because you're... Mm -hmm. To fit in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I love that. I love that you're you're pulling and, and doing all that research because that just it makes sense. Um, yeah, just what what are people like sick of? Because yeah, because I get that we we read um, uh, Discovery of Witches. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't read it. Okay, yeah, and and I, I no uh, spoilers or anything. I, yeah, we recommend it, but there are times when it's just like he keeps brooding, and I'm like, stop brooding. You're, stop yeah. brooding already. Like, it's just, it keeps happening. I was just like, and she keeps My best like, friend actually, like, she normally hates, like, romance. She mm -hmm. is not a romance reader. Mm -hmm. She reads a lot of, like, paranormal fiction and stuff like yeah. that. And every now and then she'll read YA books. And she gave me, like, all three Discovery of Witches books. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I hated these. So I know you will love them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we enjoyed them. But, but yeah, they get a lot of hate because cause they do. And I, and I can see it. They do follow a lot of those tropes. But I think there's yeah. enough interesting parts in it uh there is a weird section it's not really a spoiler but they like it's because it's also historical and they just well, who is the scientist they just completely shit on for no reason oh I don't it was like galileo that. they just take like this pot shot of galileo in the middle of it and i'm just like where is this coming from but that's my only complaint <laughs> just i'm just like stop dissing my scientist um, oh man 
So, so with uh, you doing a lot of these anthologies, and I, I find it really interesting that a lot of your stories are originally coming out in anthologies, and those seem like mm-hmm. good ways for people to get it into these genres. Especially, I I got into like uh, a lot of Japanese fiction and short stories through like anthologies like that. And so, I just want to know, like, what's that experience at, from the author's side? Like, how are you getting into these? Are people approaching you? You approaching them? And do you, are you ever like required to like change things to fit into the anthology or you feel pressured to do that or how does that all go down basically? So um, most of how I find about the anthologies is online in in groups where, you know, they post calls for anthologies. And I know a lot of other authors do this as well, where they'll see the posts for that type of thing and it'll kind of give them inspiration for a story. So I kind of view it when I see those calls, like, what have I not written? What can I challenge myself with? And so I sign up for them and I've signed up. I mean, they're like potato chips. Like it's so, you know, they come out and you're like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. And then you have 15 anthologies you're writing for. Um, but I, I kind of, I like the experience of it because like you said, it kind of gives readers a taste, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, not just you, it's you and however many other people. Um, I just had a, a anthology that came out recently on October 26th called Call of Magic. And it's all paranormal romance and urban fantasy type stuff. And I have my story Stormbringer in that, um, which is my dystopian urban fantasy with friends to lovers. Gotta um, have it. And Arthurian <laughs> legend vibes. I love that too. Um, the very sword in the stone. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Um, but I, I like writing in the anthologies too because it gives me it gives me a challenge. Mm-hmm. I am in a whole bunch. I'm in ones for like vampire i have one next year that's a vampire fairy tale retelling so Love that's that. fun i see um, the appeal in re- like wanting to write that that's yeah interesting yeah it's almost like a i also have a uh, a vampire retelling but it's a vampire retelling of phantom of the opera that i'm working Ooh. on so i can't wait I'm, I'm enjoying that oh man <laughs> it's one of those things i'm like i never would have thought i wanted that yeah but mm-hmm. but now you say it oh man that sounds mm-hmm. cool yeah i mean yeah, it's almost like it's a higher level, like a uh, version of like just getting a writing prompt. It's like it gives you like a, yeah. A, a I'm challenge actually in the anthology. I think it's in because I have anthologies and books coming out up clear up until 2024. So I am in a anthology. I think it's in 2023 or 2024 where they give you a writing prompt and you make a story out of it, oh, and that's that. what the anthology is. Oh, that's so, so cool. I like finding these little individual projects that are like, they're just different and they challenge my writing in, in some sort of way. And so that's kind of how I end up jumping into all of this. Yeah, no, as someone who's gone over your uh, Amazon uh, page and your website and I'm like, geez, she's in like a million of these things. There's so many <laughs> anthologies and stuff, but the, the kudos to you. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask uh, if you were doing NaNoWriMo, but I, do you even I need- am. It seems you like are. you're always doing NaNoWriMo though. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you need but November. Funny, <laughs> but the funny part is, even though I'm like constantly writing and I have like three or four books going uh-huh. at once, like I failed to like write a book within the parameters of NaNoWriMo. Like yeah. I did it last year and I did not make the goal. And I tried again this year. I'm working on um, one of my uh, other pen name novels. It's called Crown Royale and mm-hmm. it is a, um, a rom-com 
but it's like modern royals rom-com okay so uh and that's my NaNoWriMo project and I've maybe written like 500 words (laughs) for anyone who doesn't know uh NaNoWriMo NaNoWriMo it's it's a every November it's a challenge where it you basically are trying to write a novel in a month in the month of November and so they give you like uh word accounts every day to build up so the goal is by the end you reach you know a book length of of writing Mm -hmm. Uh, it's notoriously challenging, I, I as, as it sounds. It, it, it is challenging. challenging. Yeah, but I, that's hilarious, though. That you, <laughs> you're you're writing a book every month, anyways. But then you get to the challenge month, and you're like, ah. <laughs> but that's life. <laughs> yeah, don't know what it is about that, but yeah. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's just it's just be like that, though. Yeah. So besides writing, what other things do you enjoy? Um, so I'm kind of like a, like a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a photography business for like umpteenth years. Um, so I, I still do every now and then I dabble in photography. I cosplay and go to conventions. Um, in the summer, I like to swim in my pool with my mermaid tail because I have a legit mermaid tail. Oh, this is so cool. I um, always <laughs> wanted a mermaid tail. <laughs> My husband bought me one last year for for my birthday, and I'm like obsessed That's with amazing. it. So. That's amazing. That's hilarious. Um, so cool. I used to be a lot more into cooking and reading. I'm trying to get back into reading because since I started writing, it just kind of fell off. Right. Um, Understandable. But I do still read, just as not not as much as I used to. Um, and same with video games. I used to play video games like a lot more, um, but writing just kind of like sucks everything up. But I'm trying to get back into yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. No, understandable. Is there uh what what are you reading lately that you really like? So there is an author, um, her name is Holly Roberts, mm-hmm. and she has this series, it's Vegas Immortals. Ooh. So it's very like Egyptian lore based Ooh. and like is awesome. And there's vampires. Um, so she just released the second book in her series. Um, the first book is called Bitten bitten by death and the second book is kissed by death mm. and so our two main characters are grim who is death himself and a vampire and i'm like obsessed with this series <laughs> nice that sounds great yeah this title is, is give me a uh, uh, true blood uh vibes the the dead mm-hmm. by night like all the titles are like dead by dawn or something like that did you ever read those yeah. me neither i've always no, wanted to i have not it's really funny. People have actually likened um, my Ava and, and Cassius novels. They've said, you know, it gives them like Vampire Diaries vibes and True Blood vibes. And yeah. I've never seen either. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things. It's kind of because um, we did a, a one of our, our recent Halloween episode. I got this uh, Time had a magazine where they're like vampires through the ages. And it's like all the different mm-hmm. pop culture. References. And it has a big old picture of the Twilight cast on the back. But there's no article about Twilight, so I was kind of mad about that because I was yeah. going to write about that piece in my thing. But um, they had a whole thing about True Blood, and and I got the vibe that like every vampire story now is either it's a Twilight or it's a True Blood. Like it's either it's either mm-hmm. like a chaste, like nice, uh, you know, Mormon khaki vampire story, <laughs> or it's like the gritty, like Southern mm-hmm. violent one. So I think that's probably where you're getting these comparisons. I think anything that's like yeah. any kind of sexual or violent vampire story, it's, it's a true blood. True blood. <laughs> yeah. I, I think too, like, you know, at least, you know, in the blood is a little bit more because it fits in with the Forevermore series and kind of the steam level and stuff is kind of in the middle there. It's not real, you know. Um, but then once you get into like the prequels, they're a little bit grittier. Um, because they take place, you know, so it, it essentially follows Ava and, and Cass 
um, from the night that changes their life. And it follows them through that seven years. So it's a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, there's like Ava had another boyfriend before there was cast. So, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe it wasn't a healthy one, you know, <laughs> so like we got, it, it gets a little bit, a little bit grittier um, and a little bit darker, but it still fits in tone with like the forevermore stuff. So. Yeah, you kind of get a mix of both worlds there. That's cool. I, I meant to ask you before. You said that um, you're forevermore. You, you're doing seven. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I guess it's not a, a traditionally linear series. So, how much are you like planning out? Because you have a specific number. Is that just how many individual character stories you have in your brain? Or, like, do you know exactly what you're wanting to do in those? I know exactly where I wanted to go with it. Yeah. Um, when I wrote in the cards, in the cards, essentially was supposed to be a standalone. It was the first book I ever wrote. I had no idea that I was going to be able to complete a book um, because prior to that, all I'd written was a short story like a couple months earlier. And I was like, well, if this gets published, I'm good. Yeah. And I wrote, oh. I've achieved um, everything I wanted. <laughs> right. So when I wrote in the cards, um, Ava is Ember's best friend from in the cards. And she was just kind of such a vibrant personality and would not shut up. So I wrote in the blood to be, a reader magnet, right? Because I was like, oh, well, that would be great, you know, to pull readers in. Um, and it kind of ended up just being like, she needed her own book. So I wrote In the Blood as her and Cass, that was their book. And I knew probably about halfway through, it was going to be a series. Mm. And I I sat down and said, okay, if it is going to be a series, I need to figure out titles, I need to figure out like the plot. And I kind of plotted it all out loosely um for seven books i knew that book three was going to follow um rose and diedrich who are from in the cards and then book four was the continuation of that story and then i knew that i wanted to have a cassius based story with his back you know his history and all that and eden and how you know that came to to fruition in in the blood and then i knew that the following book after that would have to be the culmination of that and then we'd have seven and that's the finale and it pulls all the stories together. That's awesome. I, I've, I've heard a lot of authors say that. And I think that's where a lot of the best stories come from is is when you have a character and you just they have a, a life to them and they just follow that. I think Stephanie Meyer did that with uh, Brie Tanner. Oh, yeah. yeah She's yeah. like this character mm-hmm. or something. And then she, you know, and she wrote the little novella. I don't know if you read it, but we really loved it. Uh, I thought it was one of. I have it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was some of the stuff's best writing. Oh, uh, I just love any sort of like shift in like point of view mm-hmm. and writing is mwah. oh i yeah. just really wish we could have a jasper story that's what like, we need. i just really want to see vampires in the civil war jasper yeah. like like yes. so bad yeah yes. like this un- <laughs> like this, this yeah like you said the civil war of vampires just kind of in the underbelly of the world like on the down low and he's like training and it kill- yeah it's like just- what a good story yeah i was like yeah, yeah Maya, write that that you have the story there keep doing that one everybody send her an email <laughs> yeah all our listeners right. send send five emails to stephanie meyer each no and, but i and good as as i was saying too earlier about the pop culture references like mm-hmm. i have rose um who is from in the cards mm-hmm. like once you get like into um in the shadows which is book three for forevermore you start to see that they've had like these different lives like all throughout and i think there is one in there where she was like a rosalie so mm. you know that it just like cuts those little things in there that's awesome <laughs> i love yeah. that yeah i just think that's really cool I've, I've heard a lot of authors say that where just the character comes to life and then they just have to have their own story and i, I find that that's ava yeah yeah I, I just find that's where a lot of the best writing comes from is when you just feel it and you got to follow your gut as an author um so this is cool to hear 
Uh, so like, outside of like the writing of the, your material in and of itself, like, what do you like? What kind of things do you do to further your career as a writer? Is you know, and like, what advice would you give people trying to get in? Obviously, you got to write, but like, you you're doing blogs, like you're on a pod. Like, what what kind of stuff do you try to do to like get your work out there? So I naturally have ADHD, which is both a blessing and a curse um, when it comes to writing and it comes to doing everything else around the writing. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I wish people told me before I really started like writing books and like having to promote them is that writing the book is the easy part. Mm -hmm. It's everything that comes after that that is hard, which is, you know, making sure your name is out there. So you're promoting and, and marketing and knowing how to market your book, who to market it to. Um that sort of thing and just kind of the things that I would need to do to prepare to write a book, you know, Mm -hmm. before I really started writing um, blood and bones, I didn't really plot. (laughs) I didn't outline. It was just kind of like sit down and write. (laughs) Um, And then when you get to the third book, you're like, I have to pay attention to everything I've written. I've George Lucas to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't have a fan of menace. Like yeah. I need to <laughs> I need to do something with that. Uh, yeah, no, so no, I totally understand. I, yeah. I what cause cause that you know, that's the same for the pod. The easy and the fun part is the writing it. I love writing it mm-hmm. and it, it's time consuming, but especially the liter literary analysis part. But I love that. It's fun. Yeah. The hard thing is like making all the posts, finding people to help us make posts and putting them yeah, out there mm-hmm. and you know all the making connections with people and doing all this stuff that's and i think writers tend to not be naturally good at that kind of stuff <laughs> uh often because yeah. that's like you know marketing you know stuff well, i think like too that. a lot of writers tend to be more introverts yeah exactly yeah. and i am an extrovert <laughs> so i am you know constantly I, i'm like that meme where it's like nobody nothing and then writer <laughs> let me tell you about my book that's me <laughs> <laughs> and then now I got so a spin off, and then I'm this character did this. Yeah. So I'm constantly like, you know, talking to people and making connections and, and things like that. And to me, connections aren't just like, okay, you're going to buy my book. It's right. it's readers. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am a people person and I like to talk to people and I like to, you know, make friends. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's more about me just connecting with people and finding similar interests, I think, sometimes than it is just about selling the book. Right. Um, you know, and I'm a reader too. So mm-hmm. like, I love talking to other authors and other people about what they're reading and, and stuff like that and trying the engagement part of it, I think is a lot of what goes into, you know, writing a book other than just writing a book. Right. And I think if you go out there just trying to get readers, it's going to not work. You have to do it that people way. People can tell. Yeah, yeah. People can tell. And yeah. you will get the readers by tell. making the connections. Like, you know, yes. like, and that's why I'm grateful you, you reached, you reached out to us originally. Well, first, uh, mm-hmm. Amy, Amy Shea did. And then, I think she's your friend, and uh, mm-hmm. and then yeah, she, she re- said to say hello. So, <laughs> hey, Amy. Uh, so, but but we're grateful for that. Uh, you guys have reached out to us because it's it's motivated me because I'm much more of an introvert to try to reach out to people and do make those connections and stuff. We just chatted with uh, the Sherry, oh, this Sherry, uh, yeah. woman who's the largest Twilight book collection and Twilight Barbie Ooh. collection. She's got like this huge Instagram page that's just oh, that's her so cool. recreating scenes from Twilight. The books and the movies. With the Barbies. With the Barbies. And she's got custom-made Barbies, so they're more posable. She's got custom-made clothes, scenery, and background. Oh, that is cool. It is insane. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, her uh, Instagram is Barbie uh, Dreamhouse. Or, or Twilight Barbie House, sorry. Um, 
but yeah getting to meet like people just different people like that. yeah and just doing that but that's how you yeah like you said you make connections and you know we all like the same stuff obviously if we're all in that same world so it is fun and you just gotta do it at Mm -hmm. least for me Mm -hmm. i'm more pumping myself up right now i don't know (laughs) i don't know how that turned out this way i'm just telling myself yeah no just gotta do it they like you can do it (laughs) you probably (laughs) needed to hear it anyways i I also i also take classes um so i do like a couple classes here and there online they're like very um, self-paced through author grow which is um, through Rebecca Hamilton, her six-figure uh, author thing that she does. And she has, like, beginner classes, and I have a couple of them. Um, I am actually in a class for, like, self-editing through um, oh. Stacey Juba. Uh, and I've, I went to Dragon Con recently this mm-hmm. year, um, so because big convention-goer. And it was my first convention as a writer. So I was able, like, I made sure I went to, like, all the workshop panels and, like, sat in all the, you know, the panels where they were talking about stuff and just, like, soaked up all of that information. So um, that's another thing I try to do to kind of, like, try to better my writing in a sense or at least, you know, get some ideas from other people about how they approach it. Um, And I actually am doing my first convention. My first signing will be in June of this year so i am both equally parts excited and terrified i would imagine that's Um, so exciting it is in new orleans it is called romancing nola oh we may have to do that that sounds really fun when did when is that you said june that is june 17th to the 18th oh we were in houston so we could definitely (laughs) hit that up i am making notes (laughs) pardon my note taking here that's awesome. That's so Which exciting. Which I'm just kind of excited to be on the other side of a convention. Like That, that is, is both so exciting. Exciting and terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you get the special, like, presenter yeah. thing. I mean, I'm getting so the excited. lanyard, that's the dream. <laughs> that's all you ever want. That's so cool. Well, that I mean, it's just amazing. That's You sound like you're really killing it, uh, and you're really going for I'm it. I'm trying. I mean, <laughs> you're putting in the work. Are you able right. to, if you don't mind me asking, are you doing this full-time now? Or, or no. you are you working a full time? I still work. Thankfully, my job is like a nice, easy job. Right. So right. I clean for a school district. So I work like three and a half hours a day. Oh, okay. <laughs> so cool. Perfect. That is That's really exactly nice. Gives you yeah. enough time. Yeah. I mean, I, I do work, you know, doubles here and there, shifts and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, you know, for people who are off or whatever. So, like, I do that. I have my long days, which are, like, three to ten, like, twice a week. But, like, you know, three days out of the week, I'm working till – I work till seven. So, mm-hmm. before I go to work, I get up at, like, eight o'clock in the morning and I do administrative stuff on the computer, you know, um, newsletters, all that kind of marketing, promo. I go to work and I come home and I write. That's awesome. I so mean, nice. yeah, that's, that's what you got to do. It sounds like, yeah, the your job is... The con- discipline yeah. is very impressive. Yeah, I work in the uh, laboratory of a hospital, and uh, when it's slow, I'll you know be writing for the pod, and it's uh, almost caused problems a couple times where I've... Because I have to, like, you can't save documents on there because they're hospital computers, so they don't want you to download mm-hmm. anything. So I have to, like, copy and paste my work and then send it in an email to me. And there's been more than yeah. once I've nearly – I've accidentally pasted the wrong thing onto, like, a patient, like, result note. And so it's oh like God. their potassium's <laughs> this – and then it's like this treatise on on why Twilight is like a, a Faulkner novel. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's like, ah, you got to separate them a little bit. You got to be careful. Yeah. The nice thing, too, about like cleaning, because I have like a, you know, like a section of rooms and stuff. It's one of those like tasks because with my ADHD, it's mm. very repetitive. So I tend to be able to do my job. But while I'm doing my job, I'm writing in my head. Nice, so then yeah. I, I come home and, and write out what, you know, everything I was thinking about while I was at work. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I have ADD as well. And I, I find myself doing that a lot. I'm, I'm constantly, I have all these sticky notes where I'm just like, oh, I should do this, <laughs> you know, in mm-hmm. between. Yeah, it's, I have a very repetitive task job, which is kind of nice because also listen to audiobooks and stuff, which helps. I do have a very specific question from the writer world. Is it this one? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, so, you know, there's. I also used to work at a bookstore, so I know, I've noticed mm-hmm. a lot of trends in book covers, especially in, in you know, genre series. Mm-hmm. Is there, like, a website where they're getting all these shirtless, sexy boys for the covers? <laughs> where are they getting these from? Is you just Are so, people just putting out... Do need, you know need, them? Do you have abs? Would you like to wear a kilt and be on a book cover? <laughs> like, where is so, this happening? there's... There's a couple different ways to approach book covers. Um, so for starters, um, if you would hire a you know an artist to make your book cover, mm-hmm. most of the time they have access to sites like Deposit Photos or Shutterstock, okay. stuff like that, where they can find those models. Um, but then you also have photographers like Lindy Robinson, I think is her name, Lindy Robinson Photography, where she hires models and shoots book covers. And then you can buy those photos off of her and give them to, you know, whoever your artist is or if, you know, you make them yourself. Right. Um, you know, and then you you have the use to use that. But that's also why um, you tend to see sometimes covers with, like, the same person on them mm-hmm. because they're stock photos, essentially. Right. So, you know people or, you know, artists are going online and they're, you know, using that photo and using it for whatever cover for whatever genre that they're making. But you could still see that person on a cover for a completely different genre. Gotcha. So. Okay, that makes sense. I've always been curious where these are coming from. If there's like a whole agency just just for uh, <laughs> uh, fantasy novel covers. But what I think, and what certain, I want to see... there are certain models out there, I think, that are more popular than others, too. So that just do... Mm-hmm you know, do better on, on covers and stuff like that. But obviously shirtless dudes sell a lot of books. So hey, yeah. you yeah. tell me about it. I've had to stock a lot of romance and mystery shelves in my day and a lot of kilts. Highlander genre is huge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just huge. And that's uh, working at a bookstore. That's when I learned you mentioned earlier about um, uh, cozy mysteries. Mm. Uh, is, that, is that what it called? Mm-hmm. Cozy? which is kind of like a, a softer mystery it's not like a hard-boiled detective mystery it's, right it's like i like to say they're like hallmark mysteries yeah that's a perfect way to put it yeah because yeah. because they tend to also be uh a lot of puns with animals they seem mm-hmm. to be animal c- crimes i guess or i don't know what really? you call them. it's like yeah like, uh, like i just apparently have like split personalities because i write you know i have the vampire stuff and then my my paranormal my fantasy stuff and I also have like reverse harem, which is like extremely spicy. It is. But then a I bit also spicy. have my, you know, my clean romance and yeah. my rom com. Yeah, you like, dabble in everything. You're like, it's who, fine. who's, <laughs> who ruined the the cookie batter? Uh, there's a bunch of paw prints. I wonder who it could be. Yeah, you know. So but that's great. I, I mean, think, you got to have all those facets. That's what makes you dynamic. I think it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be a fun challenge for me to go from like right now. I'm working on the third book in my co-written reverse harem series. Mm. Which is like super spicy and super steamy to go from that to like writing Crown Royale, which is like 
innuendo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more humor and more fun and less spice. I mean, you're about to have a reader of that reverse hair. I know. <laughs> this, this one has been, she's a voracious reader lately. Just, I, I just, all these romance stories. It's been a, a, a bit of an issue. I'm making her uh, read uh, uh, um, <laughs> Dorian Gray, Dorian Gray just to give her Gray. a little bit of literature amongst the, all her spicy romance. Because it's delved into I'll like Harry Potter slash fic now. And that's where no, I'm like, you okay, need to read a novel. Not in, that's incorrect. <laughs> yes, it was. It was Draco and Hermione. Yeah. What did you call it? A slash fic? Isn't that what it is? What does that mean? That's not slash fic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Welcome to our book podcast where I don't even know. what What's slash fic? Is, I thought it was like someone slash someone, like they're dating. Slash is like, would be like Draco and Harry. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that could work. I mean, I would Potter. not read it, Which but... Which is popular. Um, You're looking good today, I Potter. only read two of them, <laughs> That's and that all. was like three weeks ago, so... I'm over <laughs> here with my Jane Eyre. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I did want to say, I want to get back to those book covers. Uh, we talked about, like, tropes and, you know, kind of turning them on their heads. I want to see a slightly pudgy a guy, maybe he has a mustache, <laughs> maybe has curly hair, who knows, on one of those covers... And he's just hanging out. Them. He's got a shirt on because he's self-conscious. Maybe he's got a hoodie <laughs> I've on. I've seen them. I can't remember who wrote it, but I think it's called like, it's a book and I think it's it's Cupid something. And I can't remember who wrote it, mm. but it is like this, like, it's more of like an adult guy with like what you're describing. Just a and handsome adult guy. And, <laughs> and he's uh, cute, I that's can't funny. remember for the life of me now who wrote it, but I've seen the cover. Oh, that's hilarious. I, I love that. Want to mm-hmm. see that? I think it would be great. I think that's what the world needs is is mm-hmm. just a, a, a just an average Joe. Maybe maybe it could be. I'm I'm auditioning to be on your next book cover. Is what I, <laughs> what I'm doing. Uh, I, maybe I'm being too subtle. We can make That's awesome. Uh, did, do you have any more questions? Uh, no, actually, I think. We hit all of Yeah, I mean, them. Um, is there anything else you wanted to chat about? I mean, this would be great. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm having a great time too. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk a little bit more about um, Blood and Bones and Immortal Legacies itself. Yeah. yeah. So like Immortal Legacies actually has, I think it's, um, I think it's 15, 15 authors. So it's mm-hmm. a smaller anthology and it kind of has like a sampling of everything in it. So since it is mostly like paranormal and urban fantasy authors, um, I, I believe Blood and Bones, like I said, kind of like sits in the middle with, kind of where forevermore is there are a little bit spicier stuff um in the anthology but there is also stuff that is more like my stuff right so it's really a nice mix of um of authors and a lot of them are like best-selling authors so it's been a really fun project um to write with like these other authors and i actually um wanted to talk about a little bit about naughty nights press yeah um, please do. they uh have a whole bunch of uh anthologies coming out and one of them is a shared world um, which is a little bit more in the adult range, um, but it is speed dating with denizens of the underworld. <laughs> that sounds that. amazing. So, and it, I am actually writing three books for that. So, <laughs> of course, why not? Um, and I've dabbled since I started doing um, the co-write of with my reverse harem. I've started dabbling in shifters now too. Okay. Um, which is not something I ever really saw myself writing but i love writing so i feel like when i'm not writing vampires i'm going to probably be end up writing shifters <laughs> could you explain what uh what, what shifters are 
Um, so basically I think it kind of encompasses like everything. Mm. So I'm more focused on like wolf shifters right. right now, but the term shifter, uh, can be like any type of animal shifter. So anyone transforming know, into animals, that, a bear, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. but wolves I think are the most popular. Right. Well, I mean, sure. werewolves is the classic. Yeah. Taylor Lautner yeah. just got married. Speaking of. Oh, he werewolf. just got engaged. Get engaged. Sorry. Yes, I was okay. gonna say he got married. Yeah. No. Wow, I was no, he just got engaged. <laughs> His fiance's name is also Taylor. So we're going to have two Taylor Lautners now. So that's oh my fun. God. That is like, that is so crazy. It's I so know. weird. It's so weird. Well, the the photo I saw. I feel like they're going to have to hyphenate or something. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, there's going to be confusion. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to cause problems. And in the background of that their like engagement photo is like a neon sign that says Lautner. And I'm just like, yes. a little weird, but I mean. I mean, maybe they're into it. That's his. Fine. To each it's their fine. own. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, um, I'll have to check out more of the the Naughty Night uh, Press. Is that what it is? Naughty Night's Press, Yeah, yes. it sounds really cool. And I love yeah. these, these little, um, I think we talked about it a little last time we chatted, but the this kind of, this new way authors are able to get out there with these small little groups and people mm-hmm. able to interact thanks to the internet. And I think that's really cool. And yeah, yeah, I, just, I love that. I'll have to check them out. And, um, but speaking of, uh, that kind of thing. I we I was on your website just making sure it got, I got all mm-hmm. your books down and stuff before we talked. And I saw your uh, little write up about us. Oh, yeah. um, you, you said really that was really sweet. I just want to say thanks for that. Right. That was really nice of you. I totally just repped you guys yesterday. And Amy Shea had a release. Um, she has of Shadows and Crows, oh, which is her oh, vampire yeah. YA. Um, and I I dropped. I had your like picture. I was like. Hey y'all, check out this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I love that. I'll have to I'll have to hit Amy up and see if she wants I, to talk about it. And I told her, even she said she was like, I love them. They're so much fun. Oh, so, yeah. thank you. That's so cool. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's that's all we got today. Yeah. Um, we'll have you back in you know a couple months when you have five yeah, more books out, exactly. and, and we'll yeah, talk about right. it. Yeah, we'll talk about those. Yeah, but um, I'm definitely gonna have to come back when uh, In the Garden comes out. You know, my first my dual vampire POV novel. Yeah, so. yeah, please do. Yeah, and just please keep messaging you know. us because you know clearly, as you've seen, we're so for the audience that doesn't know. Like she messaged me like months ago, and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this. I'll get back to you." And then months later, she messaged me again. She's like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh crap, I'm so sorry." <laughs> Once I don't have a notification, I just my mind is it's never true. goes back. But uh. I'm, I- I'm good for that. Like yeah. I'm like poison ivy. Like can't get rid of me. So yeah, please do. Just keep bothering <laughs> yeah. me. Otherwise, yeah. I will forget. And it's nothing about you. It's just me. Just being dumb. Uh, you uh, and your ADHD yeah. brain. Yeah, which makes... and I totally get that. Yeah. Believe me. So. <laughs> but yeah, so just uh, real quick, where can people find all your stuff? Where can they check you out? Where 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 can they find your books? Um, I'm kind of everywhere, but mainly on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually find Blood and Bones um, individually, like itself. You can find it. Um, it's wide, so you can find it on at Barnes and Noble. Oh, awesome. Um, Kobo, uh, Amazon. So, uh, and I believe in- Immortal Legacies is wide too, so you can find it in all those uh, spaces. Nice. Um, but mostly on Amazon, most of my my books. That's where you know is most easily accessible. Um, and I actually do sell like paperbacks, like mm-hmm. individually. Like, I mean, obviously, I sell them on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and things like that. But I also sell them individually, so people can message me if they're, you know, hunting down a paperback or whatnot. So yeah, yeah, and please do. Um, uh, and then you, you do you still have your uh, Instagram? I'm forgetting the name. 
Um, wrong turn romance. Wrong, wrong turn romance. Yeah, you still doing That's that? Right. I haven't updated it in a hot minute. Yeah. Um, but I was talking. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Um, one thing I used to do on it, which I was hoping I could get back into, like this season, is um, for the month of November and December, every weekend I would watch a Hallmark movie and I would review it. Nice. Yes. I love that. Because I am like, that's the funniest thing is how I ended up writing romance is like so crazy <laughs> because I used to like knock on romance. You know, but so, like it's like enemies you to know, lovers. And I kept thinking to myself, I could write a book like this. Like yeah. I could totally write a book like this. And then I wrote a book like this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Wrong Turn Romance essentially features, like, like covers and synopsises. And I don't want to say it makes fun of them, but it just kind of, like, points. Because there's obviously, there's genre for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So it's inclusive of that. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if you like stories where it's, like, the doctor knocked me up, they're out there. You know? They really are. <laughs> or if you like stories like you know, cozy mystery type mm-hmm. stuff where like the cover is like crazy and you're like, why is there a pig flying over a moon? Like, you know, <laughs> that's what wrong term romance is. It, it showcases silly, quirky, and also stereotypical, you know, what people would think would be stereotypical um, synopsis and covers for romance novels. And it's, it's not just, it's, I mean, romance is a big genre itself. So we hit all the, all the subgenres. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Love I that. love that. It's so cool. <laughs> I did a while back, a while back, I think it was, um, I want to say it was Lifetime that put it out. They had the, you know, recipe for seduction. It was like the KFC commercial. It was like <laughs> a short film and it had Mario Lopez as like Colonel Sanders. And I, I'm pretty sure I reviewed it on, on Wrong Term Romance. I need so to look at that. Like that. We're in a, we're in a, fab, <laughs> a fabulous, terrifying timeline. So, I mean, they really leaned into it yeah. with it. They knew what they were doing. They they clearly knew what they wanted to portray, and right. it was That's so good. cheesy and so bad. They become self aware. They, yes. they get it out. That's hilarious. Very very. Um, I recommend. I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube. It's oh, literally like ten or fifteen minutes. It's not that long, you know. That's hilarious. Will do. That's yeah. Sounds amazing. Another no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, thank you so yeah, much for chatting you. with us. We really appreciate uh, we'll it. We'll definitely have you back on. Uh, yeah, go check out her stuff, guys. Uh, it, there's, It's never going to end. She's just going to keep writing, so you'll never run out. No pressure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, Ariel. We, we love having you on. We'll have you on again. Just keep badgering us, and we will do it. Yeah. Because we want to. We want to, for sure. But yeah, keep on thank the great you. writing. <laughs> and check out yeah all your stuff, Blood and Bones immortal legacies just yeah just go to our amazon page that's what i did to track all this and it's all there it's all easy to find if you have kindle unlimited you can get it all for free through that yeah, and that's I what do. jess has <laughs> uh she's been reading mm-hmm. them but yeah thank you again um glad to have you on thanks for having me guys it's been fun <laughs>